Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Polycystic ovary syndrome. Came up on the programme a number of years ago when I knew absolutely nothing about it. But I remember at the time, so many people came forward and says, yep, I have that, or my sister has that, or my my mother had that. So let's look a bit more into it. Um, because Roni... Uh, Bajkal is the author of a book called Living Picos Free. Um, and I think you suggest, Roni, that it is a condition that can be treatable through, through nutrition and lifestyle. Let's start, though, by talking about what it actually is. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for giving airtime to PCOS on your show. It's so important we raise awareness. So I'm really pleased to be on. And I know that you've already had several questions come through as well. Yeah. Yeah. What is it to start with? So polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS as it's often abbreviated to, is actually the most common hormone condition or endocrine condition to affect women and anyone assigned female at birth. It affects at least one in 10 women, and 75% of those with the condition don't actually know they have it. But yeah. whilst many people sort of think, oh, is this a, you know, a, a, a kind of a gynecological condition, it's actually a condition that affects how the ovaries function. So it affects how, um, and, and it results in a wide range of reproductive, psychological, and metabolic symptoms, which we're definitely going to talk about. So it's not just a fertility condition, it has really far-reaching consequences. Yeah. And um, one of the hallmarks is insulin resistance, which is where... Mm -hmm the energy so that's what happens where your your blood sugars basically run high and it's almost like sort of the cousin of type 2 diabetes that's sort of a simple yeah. way of kind of thinking about it yeah yeah that's an interesting connection I'll, I'll develop that a bit more how how come you said it's missed a lot how come it's missed so it's missed a lot and the reason why 75% of people with PCOS don't know they have it and are living undiagnosed is because the symptoms are so diverse and often you're going to see different specialists for different symptoms. So I might be seeing a dermatologist for my acne, a nutritionist like me for weight loss. I might be going to see a um, trichologist for my hair loss on my head. I might be going to see an, a 
gynecologist for my infertility. Um, so really, you could be going to see all these different specialists and no one is joining the dots. You might be put on medication for your acne or be given a special treatment for your excess hair growth. And you might be spending a fortune going to see all these different specialists, but no one is connecting it and saying, okay, you have PCOS and often people don't find out they have PCOS sometimes only when they're struggling to get pregnant and sometimes often they they live into their later years not knowing they have it and that means that they're struggling with all these symptoms but no one is actually helping them get to the the root cause of their issues. So it really is a kind of a holistic um, condition in that it can affect the body in many ways and that leads it to be difficult to diagnose. Absolutely. And everyone is different. So PCOS manifests differently in different people. So some people might have just a couple of symptoms, just like acne and excess hair growth. Some people might have subfertility. Other people might just have the mood disorders, which are often not spoken about in PCOS. So you can have a high, you have a higher risk of things such as binge eating disorder, anxiety, depression, OCD. It's really difficult stuff that no one's talking about and including things like sleep disorders like sleep apnea where your breathing stops and starts when you're sleeping these are the lesser known symptoms of pcos but there are robust studies out there which we include in our book living pcos free because a lot of these symptoms go completely unrecognized and many people with pcos don't realize that perhaps their mood is connected to their other symptoms to their weight and so on but um with pcos there is actually a formal type of diagnosis which we should probably touch on because mm. otherwise people listening might think oh i've got acne do i have pcos and that's not necessarily the case okay but many symptoms can manifest themselves and it's best to get checked for it now why did you decide uh, to, to write this book Winnie? So I decided to write this book because I personally am living with PCOS and I've been managed managed to get control of my symptoms, which really started, I was in my last year at Oxford, struggling with high levels of stress. And we know that that can exacerbate PCOS symptoms. Women with PCOS often struggle to regulate cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And I was experiencing extreme cystic acne, hair loss in the top of my scalp. I was lean. So 20% of women with PCOS are not living in larger bodies they've got and in the normal bmi range and that was me so i automatically thought oh i can't have pcos and i didn't really seek a formal diagnosis despite the fact that my mother is a gynecologist who i co-wrote the book with so i was in this incredibly privileged position but i had all the hallmark symptoms the irregular periods which is a really common sign so if you're someone that menstruates and you're not having a regular cycle between 24 to 35 days and that means every month your period should be coming at a regular predictable interval maybe just a one couple of days variation but you should know when it's coming um that is a sign that you need to get it checked out it doesn't mean that it's necessarily pcos there's a whole lot of other reasons why you might miss periods including pregnancy of course but you need to get that checked out so because i had the condition i said to my mother we need to write a book there is no book out there that actually combines evidence-based medicine so all the latest research we have over 500 studies in the book with a really practical guide to helping women manage their condition because we know that making healthy lifestyle changes is the first line of treatment in pcos and often that you're just told by your gp to go away lose weight come back when you want to have a baby but it's not as easy as that so that's why our book really you know walks people through this how to do this um and it's a really practical guide 
That would sound like a very uh, dismissive way to talk to anybody, but that's that, that's a by the by. Come back to the link between, or the similarities between PCOS and, and type 2 diabetes. Um, you said it's it can be it can make you insulin resistance. Is that yes, why you could so be... Right, go on. Yeah, so that's what causes a lot of the symptoms. So between 70 to 80% of people with PCOS have some degree of insulin resistance, and that causes your blood sugars to go high and means that you might be getting things, um, and it can also impact your testosterone or androgens, which are the hormones, the most common of which we know is testosterone. So that results in things like the excess hair growth, acne, and these are seriously stigmatizing things. So um, definitely, if you've got any of these these uh, symptoms to go and get them checked out but um, with regards to the insulin resistance there are lots of things that you can do in terms of lifestyle to help put that at, at into remission or prevent it from progressing because we know yeah. that about 40% of women um, will develop type 2 diabetes by the time they're 40 if they've got PCOS so we know that it wow. can rapidly progress oh, into type 2 diabetes. <laughs> And do you know the way that, do, you, do you know the way we know um, from research that uh, yeah there are lifestyle connections uh, if if you want between type Absolutely. two diabetes and and is can you um, forgive me I'm trying to word this in a, in in a way that listeners will pick up on can you manage your PCOS in the same way that you would manage shall we say, being told by your doctor, look, you're, you're dangerously close to type 2 diabetes. Can you manage your PCOS in the same way? Yes, absolutely. Although, of course, with PCOS, it's you want to really be open to understanding that even if you need medication, lifestyle changes will always help you. They will help reduce the long-term risks of PCOS, such as higher risk of endometrial cancer, heart disease, um, all of these sorts of issues which are higher in PCOS and including pregnancy complications. So making lifestyle changes early will always help you if you have PCOS or any condition, even if you're not living with something. We know that so many, so much of what we see in terms of chronic diseases can can be prevented with a healthy lifestyle. So in living PCOS-free, we recommend adopting a plant-predominant diet. So that means eating oh. lots of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts and seeds. And that really helps reduce the inflammation and tackle the root causes of the insulin resistance. We also recommend staying active, so moving your body regularly, avoiding alcohol and tobacco, or certainly minimizing alcohol and avoiding tobacco. And then supporting, keeping yourself supported with a loving, group of friends and family because that's really important finding mm. ways to manage your stress that could be yoga or meditation all these different things so um and sleep getting really you know about seven to nine hours of restful restorative sleep is really helpful for yeah. um helping to regulate blood sugars so all of these things can really help if you have pcos there is hope out there and that's what our book is all about yeah. On, earlier on, you were talking about the different symptoms that can appear, uh, one of them being excess hair growth. And I know women having, you know, un, unwanted chin hair, shall we say, can be a, a symptom, yeah. I believe, in your younger years. If you manage your PCOS through maybe medication, but definitely through those lifestyle changes, can those symptoms disappear? Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. And you just mentioned in your younger years, actually, we know that PCOS can affect women in the menopause. So we have a whole chapter about that in our book, including a chapter on how it affects women in teenage years as well. 
but you can you can see a significant reduction in these symptoms because you're seeing lowering you're reducing insulin resistance and thereby reducing things such as um, the testosterone which is causing a lot of these symptoms so you can see some people might see their symptoms disappear other people might just see their symptoms improve and they might need some topical solutions like laser hair removal and of course some people don't wish to remove their body hair it's totally a personal choice and we do unfortunately live in a world where beauty standards means that women are expected to be as smooth as dolphins um i think it's really a personal choice on what people decide to do yeah what medications are, are given um do they give for example i i heard i'm i may be wrong here so forgive me if i am it happens frequently do they give something like metformin which is a, a, a type diabetic type 2 diabetic medication for PCOS or what am I confused I'm there? so impressed yeah I'm so impressed with your knowledge it's really amazing to have men join the conversation as well um, because yes absolutely metformin is an off the label treatment so it's not often um, actually supposed to be recommended for PCOS but sometimes used to help with insulin resistance but there's okay. also so many things that you can do from, from the lifestyle perspective so making those changes as the first line of treatment so that's the first thing we want to go to. Um, and then there are supplements that can also really help, like myo-inositol, making sure you've got enough vitamin D because women with PCOS tend to be low in vitamin D. And yeah. um, that can really help with improving insulin sensitivity as well. But in terms of medications, there's a variety depending on the issue. The most common is the birth control pill, which um, I was just going to ask you that suitable. one as well. Yeah, in, in particularly, in, and I know yes. parents listening of, of teenage girls mightn't be so happy with a, a 15 or 16-year-old going on the pill but if the 15 or 16 year old is develop is, is showing symptoms of PCOS that might actually help Yes, and we talk about how safe the pill is. There's, you know, thousands of studies on the pill. And yes, in some adolescents, they need to be monitored for mood changes. But the pill is absolutely, um, you know, a, a line of treatment. It won't, it won't sort of address perhaps the, the root causes of the symptoms. And that's why it's important to still make all those lifestyle changes. But it can really help with reducing the risk of endometrial cancer. Because obviously, if you're not having regular periods, that is a really high risk. And that's why you do need to make sure you're having regular periods and it can also help with um, skin and hair issues as well which can be incredibly debilitating for people but um, it's important that you make these decisions consciously with your doctor having an open discussion we have loads of guidance in our book living PCOS free on how to have these conversations how to advocate for yourself in a medical setting and really you know I think um, get get to the right solution for you because everyone is so different and we want to honor that. Yeah, I must say it's nearly 10 years ago now since I first heard of it. Um, might I suggest, it'd be so bold as to suggest that maybe 10 years ago, society didn't know so much or recognize so much about it, which is why now it's so manageable. Whereas in the past, people just got on with it and it, it, it did its damage on their bodies over a period of time. Well, yes, we know that unfortunately, we, that we know that PCOS is as oldest time Hippocrates was writing about PCOS and often um, you know it was just dismissed as a fertility condition which unfortunately is still the case in many in many parts of the world and even in the UK where women are told to go away and only come back when they want to try for a baby and they're not given the help to live a better quality of life um, even if they choose not to have a baby or they're younger or you know that's not for them and it's really distressing to see that so I think we have made some progress in having more open 
conversations. But really, you know, a big part of our the first part of our book is just talking about understanding your period and understanding the menstrual cycle and things because these are things that all genders need to understand. Everyone needs to understand and join the conversation so that we can have open conversations, destigmatize these issues. There are so many issues um, like PCOS out there and that we need to really have open conversations about it and understand that it's not just a fertility condition that has far-reaching consequences. So absolutely, I think any that's why we say to people, if you've got a friend or family member, which you're guaranteed to have with PCOS, because one in 10 women are affected, then share this book with them. Let them know that there is hope out there because so often you're struggling alone with these symptoms. Okay. I also really want to quickly touch on the diagnosis and how to get a diagnosis. Um, you do need two out of three criteria. So there's a lot of people listening to this might think, oh gosh, I need to go and, um, you know, how do I find out if I have this? And we have, again, a whole in, lots of info about this in the book, but you need two out of three criteria for adult PCOS. So that's one that you need to have absent or irregular periods and that's obviously you're not supposed to be on contraception for that so absent or irregular periods number two is clinical or physical sort of signs of of pcos so of androgen excess so it could be on a blood test where your testosterone comes up high or there's other blood tests as well that check for pcos and then you could just have the physical symptoms which is also um, kind of number two in terms of uh, the diagnosis so symptoms of things like acne excess hair growth um, scalp hair loss these are all kind of common symptoms and then number three is um, you've on a scan you've got polycystic ovaries so a lot of people get this confused and think do i have ovarian cysts no polycystic ovaries actually have the appearance of a pearl like like necklace and you've got to have um, multiple tiny follicles so these are immature um egg follicles and they're not ovarian cysts they're very different so the name of polycystic ovary syndrome is very misleading and i think experts yeah. were going to re rename it but they thought that would be even more confusing so you need to have <laughs> two out of three of this criteria so just having acne but not having any of the other symptoms doesn't probably means okay. that you don't have pcos okay. but, but if you have if the you've two got kind of okay yeah absolutely yeah. then go and get a, a ask your GP to go through the diagnostic criteria with you and empower yourself with information. That's okay. really important well, if you're a patient. Well, I think your book will enable a lot of people to do that, Living PCOS Free by Nitu and Rohini Vajakal. I hope I have the pronunciation of the name right. Thank you, Rohini, for being with us on The Opinion Line today. The book is available from Hammersmith Health Books and is in all good bookshops. Quartz 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.